Last year, the market was soaring upwards into the sky, into infinity and beyond. And as we know, that didn't happen. But, you know, when that's happening, people have a hard time leaving things in cash. Welcome to Her Wealth Matters. If you want to take control of your financial life, then listen up. Our goal is to empower women and their families to conquer any financial challenges on the road to and through retirement. It's time for Her Wealth Matters with financial planner Janine Theus. I actually had one client say, she said, I would never have thought of these things. I go, well, that's the value of an advisor. And here's your host, Walter Storholt. So obviously, coronavirus talk dominating every news headline that's out there. And it's certainly been the topic of of our show over the last couple of weeks. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But we're going to try and put a different, a little bit different spin on it. You know, we we try to, we realize the seriousness of the situation. And uh, certainly if, you know, with folks getting sick out there, Janine, I mean, we don't want to make light of the disease, but we're humans. We kind of have to try and find some escape from the dauntingness of all being trapped at home and just trying to, you know, job issues that people are going through. So understand that if we chuckle about some things here, we're just trying to see the silver lining in the situation and talk about how to navigate through this. So I know sometimes it's hard for people to to talk seriously about a topic and then the exact same topic you're trying to make jokes about. But that's kind of human nature, isn't it? Well, yes, and absolutely. The those of us who have served in the military, that we it's called dark humor, and uh, we doctors tend to ha- and nurses. Certainly. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Same if you've thing. talked to nurses, nurses know there's a there's a very uh, sanguine hu- humor, uh, you know, because you have to deal with reality, and reality is sometimes not pleasant. So, if you don't learn to laugh at it, you're going to be a pretty morose person. <laughs> So we try not to do that on the show. So yeah, but also still try to be informative. So that's what we're right. going to seek to do on today's show. So we're calling today's show one of the big buzzwords of 2020 will certainly be remembered as social distancing. And so today's show we're going to call financial social distancing. And the lessons here, Janine, are certain things in our financial life that kind of should be kept separated from one another. And so we're going to call it social distancing for your money. We're going to explain some of the various items that should practice social distancing and not hang out together, much like all of us right now aren't hanging out with one another and doing everything remotely. I'll start you off with a very easy example, Janine. Your emergency fund and the stock market. Why so important to keep those things separate? Well, I think it's much clearer to many people now that you need to have an emergency fund or what I call an emotional cushion, some type of cash cushion in the bank. And you really don't care or you shouldn't care that there's no interest being paid on that money because it's for a specific purpose, emergencies, or specific things that you have planned to purchase within three to six months. Even a year, if you were planning to buy a house, you don't wanna put that money in the market. Leave it outside in a cushion because you're saving it for a specific purpose. And yes, emergency funds need to be exactly for that. So what, what, whatever that emergency fund amount is, is gonna depend on your lifestyle, but also your fixed expenses. So the, you typically hear people talk about having six months worth of liquidity. And if you are over 59 and a half, everything you have is liquid because you can access it without a penalty. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to access it without taxes. The different different question there. But for most people who need immediate cash for certain functions or bills, et cetera, for right now, if you've been furloughed or you're, you've lost your job for a few months here, it's important for you to have that cushion. 
to pay fixed expenses, your utility bill, your mortgage, even though they are giving everybody some respite on paying mortgages with the new bill that came out. But you don't want to put that in the stock market because stock market investments should be for the long term. And that's primarily retirement planning. And then when you're in retirement, it's income planning. And you don't really want to mix. Yeah, And you can use both buckets. You can use that emergency cash bucket in addition to having your income bucket, you know, work together in times like this. But you have to plan that ahead of time. And so it's really important to to not get in a hurry. And, And that's very hard to do. Last year, the market was soaring upwards into the sky, into infinity and beyond. And as we know, that didn't happen. But, you know, when that's happening, people have a hard time leaving things in cash. That's a great point. And I think this is just a great example. What we've just been through is exactly why you keep those things separate from one another. If you had an emergency fund for six months of expenses and it was all invested in the stock market, boom, you have now three months worth of expenses saved for. And that's the complete opposite of why you had the emergency fund in the first place. So that's right. Don't and make the, that mistake. And the other part of based on what's going on right now is your allocation in your your portfolio of investments. If you were too risky in that portfolio, you're down quite a bit. And so yep. that can affect your emergency fund. Absolutely. So if you're mingling those two things together, co-mingling, uh, not a good idea with those two. So we want to social distance our emergency fund and the stock market for sure. Another example, Janine, our life insurance and our investments. Why is it important to keep those in different places? Well, because life insurance should be for, it has a specific purpose. Now, we have different life insurance tools now that have been created that combine interest bearing or interest rates that accumulate within the insurance policy. But an insurance policy is not in itself an investment. A lot of them are sold as such, and that's unfortunate because they're not an investment. You need to keep those separate. Insurance is for either a death benefit in the future or you're creating your own pension in the future. Your investments are long-term investments in the market so that there's much more risk there. And a lot of people are combining those without a strategy uh, or a, a holistic way of thinking about what the tool actually is and how to use it. And that's where people get into trouble. That's a good point. So even those those things are two different worlds of money, right? The insurance world and the investing world. Right. We've talked about that before on the show. Even though that's the case, that you still want to make sure that you aren't uh, kind of commingling purposes there. Right. Exactly. You have okay. to keep the purpose clear. So you can use some tools for you know that are multi-purpose, but you need to understand that and not panic or get out you know sold out of something because this other shiny object looks better it's it's in times like these that we're going through now that these things become very important in your overall plan we have another example janine we're talking to janine theus ceo and founder of theus wealth advisors here on her wealth matters about financial social distancing the things in our portfolios and plans that we should keep separate High turnover. Now, you're going to have to put this one into layman's terms, by the way, because <laughs> my next sentence has several hyphens in it and uh, kind of big wig financial words in it. So you be the intermediary and, and boil this down to layman's terms for us. Okay. But in one corner, we have high turnover investment strategies. That's a mouthful. And then after tax brokerage accounts. Why shouldn't the two mix? And first of all, let's boil that down into what those two things really mean. So typically, a high turnover investment strategy is 
potentially a mutual fund, a retail mutual fund that you've bought, but you own the fund, you don't control what's in the fund or how the managers of the fund are managing the money within it. So if people, not you, you're you're trying to be disciplined, people around you panicking, moving money out or moving money back in, the managers have to redeem. So they have to redeem or sell and buy. When they turn over that fund because they have to do those things, it creates taxes because by law, they have to push the dividends and taxes, profits, etc., through to the investor. If you have a an after-tax brokerage account, which another word is taxable, individual or joint account, and you have these types of funds in it, you're going to get a pretty big tax bill at the end of the year because they have to push this stuff through to the investor by law. Wow. So the high turnover means higher taxes because when they turn those funds over, they not the funds, when they turn the, in, the stocks and bonds inside the funds over, you have short-term gains which are taxed at the ordinary income rate. So that's what really gets people, is, is you can potentially get taxes on a fund you didn't touch. <laughs> gotcha. So it makes a lot of sense for, you know, those products don't create those kinds of problems as much in 401ks and 403bs, assuming they're all pre-tax dollars. Right. It's the after-tax equation that now is starting to rack up big bills for you that you're going to be responsible for uh, this year or immediately next time taxes come around. That's right. And people should, okay. people don't track because they know they don't really think about it. Nobody's told them that all those taxes they're paying on these accounts can be added up and added to the basis of the account itself. Nobody ever tracks that over the years. So what you're looking for is um, typically is in taxable accounts is very efficient investing. So you don't have those kinds of taxes as you're going along. Efficiency is good. We like that word here on this show. That's for sure. One more example of financial social distancing. This is a big one, Janine. You should definitely social distance your emotions and your investment decisions. You couldn't... (laughs) That couldn't be any clearer now. When the market is tanking or has tanked or falls precipitously, emotions can easily get out of control. And your emotions are what will be your undoing if you start manipulating the portfolio. The value of an advisor is to keep you disciplined, to keep you from doing that. Because once you start to move things around in your portfolio because the market is going down, you are going to lock in losses. So your investment decisions typically are for the long term, for future income, for more of you know asset accumulation. Every time you touch the portfolio, because your emotions are stirred up by what's happening in the market or in the world, you are reducing your chances of being successful. People don't think about that, but that's actually what happens and all of the data proves that out. So if you're going through some of these things we've talked about, if you're not sure about your life insurance and how it's structured and how you should be looking at it in terms of the overall plan, if your emotions are getting the best of you and you don't know what to do because you're, you know, you're suffering paralysis by analysis and the media is just blaring, you feel like it's yelling at you constantly, then I would invite you to call 833 833- 437-7526. It's 833-HER-PLAN. And get on our schedule. 
call for a 15-minute phone call or come in and have a consultation and we'll help you walk through all of these things and get you down to a reasonable level in your emotional state and help you understand what it is you have, whether it's life insurance, the investments, even annuities, which we didn't talk about today, but annuities are a part of this overall plan. And, you know, we don't want you causing yourself high turnover because you're emotionally agitated. You've been listening to the Her Wealth Matters podcast. If you have any questions at all about retirement or financial planning, give Janine a call at 833-437-7526 or go online to herwealthmatters.com. For Janine Theus, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Her Wealth Matters podcast. The Her Wealth Matters podcast is brought to you by Theus Wealth Advisors, based in Columbia, Maryland, serving Howard County and beyond. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app and never miss an episode. Just search for Her Wealth Matters to find us. You can also visit HerWealthMatters.com for subscribe links to contact Janine Theus and to learn more information about how to best prepare for your financial future. It's HerWealthMatters.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. Did you know that Janine Theus also has a radio show? Tune in to Her Wealth Matters, Sundays at 3 p.m. on AM 680 WCBM. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.